A wagon approached, filled with miners. Wide-brimmed hats shaded their leathery faces. One by one, they jumped from the wagon, approaching the saloon, keen on having a drink. Adeline managed to give away several pamphlets, while Rhoda was in conversation with a tall, blonde man whose accent was European. I was far too timid to make small talk with strange men, and I found myself stepping away from the group, wanting to distance myself. What you got there, lady? asked a deep male voice behind me. I spun around, meeting a startling blue gaze. This had been the man who had been ejected from the saloon the other day. Um, here. I shoved a pamphlet towards him. Read this. He eyed the paper, the edges of his eyes crinkling. It was improper to look steadily at one, but I found myself doing just that. He was cleaner than the other miners, his clothing stitched neatly around the edges, not frayed. He had bathed recently, because the smell wasn't overwhelming. Temperance in moderation. He grinned, his gaze skimming over my face. You're hardly a deterrent to drinking, Mrs. Mrs. C-Clark. Knowing that you're standing here, I might have to come more often. Haven't you a better hobby, sir? His smile was enormous, revealing white yet slightly crooked teeth. Why, yes, I do. He pointed to the establishment across the street. When I'm not drinking, you can find me in there. I gasped. He had indicated the brothel. I'm speechless, sir. I should apologize for that, but, oh, hell, it was fun. He'd yet to stop staring at me his expression teasing and far too intimate. Well, I've done my job today. I've given you that paper. Good day, sir. Is that all? I beg your pardon? Aren't you going to lecture me about the evils of drinking? He waited expectantly, a flicker of amusement glimmering in his eyes. It's evil when women and children suffer, sir. He hadn't anticipated that retort his smile faltering. I have to agree on that score. He leaned in. But there aren't any women and children in the saloon. No, of course not. They suffer after, after the drunken man comes home. That would be, he glanced at the paper, the poverty and wife-beating part, eh? The teasing grin was back. Yes, sir. What do you recommend I do, then? to save myself. You could start by not drinking. And? Then you should go to church. Thick eyebrows shot up. Church? Haven't been to church in a good spell. Might burst into flames and such if I did. I'm liable to burn the entire town down, seeing that all the buildings are wood. You're teasing me, sir. What is your name? He removed his hat exposing a thick mane of dark hair. Nathan Weaver at your service, ma'am. Besides drinking and that other hobby, what is your profession, sir? I regretted asking this question, as it was far too personal, and why on earth did I care what he did? The hat was back in place. He rubbed his chin, which was coated in short, dark hair. I reckon I'm a bit of a gambler, ma'am. I'm mighty flattered by your interest in me. Ooh, the gall! 
I'm hardly interested in the likes of you, Mr. Weaver. I only ask because maybe you might like to improve yourself. And you think going to church will accomplish that? It certainly can't hurt. Again he neared, his voice lowering. If you'll let me sit beside you, I might consider it. I wasn't sure what startled me more, the silky rich baritone of his voice or the shiver that went down my backbone, leaving me tingling in odd places. Utterly flustered, I faltered. Whatever response I had been about to verbalize died in my throat. Hannah, what on earth are you doing? Frank approached, his look stern, yet slightly amused. What in blazes is going on here? I leave for five minutes and you're... He glanced at Mr. Weaver. Making all kinds of new friends.